Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. I'm Laura Trump. The race to November is heating up, and the Trump campaign is gearing up to work harder than ever before to secure four more years for President Trump. To achieve this historic win, we need you, your friends, your neighbors, and your families to join our movement. Ready to fight for President Trump? Text ENLIST to 88022 and register at armyfortrump.com today. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. No fear. No political correctness. Exposing the tyranny of the minority. You're listening to Underground USA with your host, Frank Silvato. Rendezvous with destiny. Thanks for tuning in once again. Uh, remember, you can always find everything that we do, uh, links to archives and, and in the news and new videos. Those are two new sections at undergroundusa.com. This is the eve before the election, so I want to implore everybody, go vote. Vote in person. Make sure that your ballot is counted. Make sure it's turned in correctly, filled out correctly. Um, This is a critical election. I know it's said every time an election comes up recently that this is the most important election that there is, but this one has consequences, and and the choice couldn't be clearer. This is more than just a contest between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, that's not really the contest at all. The mainstream media and and the powers that be would like you to think that this is a a referendum on Donald Trump. That's not it either. This choice is a choice between whether we want the great American experiment to continue under an incredibly intelligent set of rules that makes sure that our rights are protected and that the rights of the minority are protected, or whether we want to scrap that entire system, cherry-pick some of the things so that it sounds good, and marry it with communism. A lot of people are saying socialism. I'm saying communism. What's being proposed by the left in this election is nothing short of the same system that they have over in China, which is a hybrid of capitalism and communism. Government gets to dictate what it is you do, what you make, how you make it. You get to own it, but they pretty much tell you everything that you have to do while you own it. That's not freedom. That's not free market. That doesn't create a middle class. It doesn't do any of that. It's government intruding into your life. It's the end of freedom. So this election is really about do you want to preserve freedom and the Bill of Rights as they were intended and written? 
or do you want to let people who believe Marxism is something that can be debated as okay give them a seat at the steering wheel? Boy, I'll tell you, we've really done a disservice to our country by downplaying the importance of history being taught from kindergarten all the way into college. Marxism has lorded over the slaughter of millions of people. Communism has seen millions of people slaughtered because of their political beliefs, because they don't sign on to the system. Joseph Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, uh, on a lesser scale but just as deadly, Look at Venezuela, look at Cuba. These are oppressive regimes that embraced Marxism. And this is the Marxism that, that Ayak and, and Talib and Omar and Sanders, this is the socialism and the, that leads to communism that they're talking about. So the referendum that we face this election day has to do with, do you want to remain free? Or do you want to cede that freedom to people who believe they know better than you what your freedom is valued at? Ronald Reagan was right. We're never more than one generation away from losing it all. And right now we're standing at two generations away from people who understood the beauty and the simplicity and the complexity. It's, it's, a, it's a, a mismatch of both, of what our founding documents did for our country, did for the world. The American experiment in, in freedom and capitalism and sovereignty in, in the form of a republic, not a democracy. We are not a democracy. A democracy is mob rule, and that does not protect the rights of the minority. That's what the left wants. That's what AOC wants. That's what Biden wants. That's what Valerie Jarrett, that reprobate, that's, that's still in, pulling strings behind the scenes. Make no mistake, she's driving this bus. That's what they want. They believe they know better than you. They want to they wanna manipulate what freedom means and make you eat it. The Charters of Freedom mapped out a way for opportunity and equality under opportunity and freedom. It, it created the middle class. It created the most prosperous and powerful economy and country in the world, in the history of the world. Even more so than the Roman Empire, even more so than the Egyptians. Yet we have a left that wants to marginalize the idea of the United States at every single turn. They want you to believe that this country is bad so that they can change it into the image that they want it to be, which happens to be Marxist. So this election is important. This is not one of those times where if you live in a, in a, a red state, a full-blown red state, that you can say, well, my state's going red anyway, it doesn't matter. The left is going to use the popular vote to delegitimize Trump for another four years when he wins. And I truly believe he's going to win. We need to take that away from them. We also need to take away the ability for them to fudge this. He needs to win by 10 points, 10 percentage points in the popular vote, so they can't steal the election with mail-in ballots and ballots being counted three days, five days, seven days after election day. And that's something we've got to address immediately after this election. 
no more extensions, and bring that early voting down to a week. There's no reason anybody can't get to a poll within a week. That's ridiculous. This is, this is the freedom that people fought and died for, that blood is all over the battlefield for, from, from the wars upon wars upon wars, defending freedom, giving freedom to others. There were people standing in lines in Iraq with purple fingers, taking their lives into their hands because people were killing them because of the dyes on their fingers who valued their vote more than most people do in the United States. So when it's election day, I'll give you election week, but election day... Get your ass to the polls. Stop being so lazy. Get to the polls and cast your vote. That presidents are won with less than 50% of a voter turnout in this country is, is enough to make people puke. This election is important. This election is going to shape the future of this country. We are at a Y in the road. We are either going to the left, never to return to the center. Because if they pack the courts and they stop the filibuster, you'll never see another Republican president again. Ever. And if you stay home, or you vote for a third-party candidate, or you fuck around with the ballot, you are to blame when the country goes left. Get out and vote. Vote to save freedom. Vote to save the Constitution. The people who want to change the Constitution, who, who keep talking about how great Marxism is, they're, they're not a pimple on the ass of the intelligence factor of anybody who was at the Constitutional Convention. Not one of them. And that's another reform that we have to address immediately after the election. We have got to take back the education system in this country. Free thinking is one thing, and everyone should embrace that. Think outside the box. Contemplate every avenue. But make sure you teach people how to think critically, not what to think ideologically. That's what's delivered us to this moment where most people in high school, kids in high school, a majority of kids in high school and, and, and college students think Marxism and socialism is pretty good. That's a failure of the education system at every level going all the way down to the local school boards. This is an important election. You need to vote smart. Don't listen to the propaganda that the media is feeding you because they're in the tank. Don't listen to the globalists, the censors that Facebook have. They're from China, by the way. The people who are writing the, the censorship algorithms for Facebook and Twitter... They're communist Chinese on H-1 visas. This election is important. Go to the polls. Vote. Vote to defend freedom. Vote to defend the Constitution. Vote against Marxism. Vote against socialism. Vote against government telling you what you can and cannot do every second of the day for the rest of your life. We're at that fork in the road. Let's not go down the socialist path. I'll be right back with the second edition of Corner of the Bar, where we continue this conversation about the election and the polls. Right after this, I'm Frank Salvato for The Underground USA. 
Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Welcome back to the second uh, edition of Corner of the Bar. This uh, week we're talking to Andy, who is returning from last week. And we are saying hello to CJ, who is in the other seat at the bar. Hola, senorita CJ. <laughs> hey there, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Now, like I, as I said before we, we came in on this, this is a conversation that is uh, with regular people who tend to keep up the speed with things. So we, we always hear the politicians and the media pundits saying what America thinks, and I know what America thinks, and Americans want this, and Americans want that. Um, well, we're, we're just going to have a conversation among Americans to find out exactly what they want without the conduit of the bullshit. Obviously, the election is Tuesday, and the polls, when you look at the major polls, they're all pointing to almost a 10-point lead for Biden. Who believes that crap? Crickets I don't chirping. believe it. Yeah, crickets chirping on this end. <laughs> I don't believe it. I, I just don't. Yeah, there's. Uh, we've got some, you know, the media we've seen is, is jaded to one side. They're more activist than I've ever seen them before, ever. Um and the polling seems to be f- falling place. I mean, there are Rasmussen and Trafalgar, which are were spot on last time. Rasmussen has Trump winning by, I believe, three percentage points this morning. And, and Trafalgar's got him uh, leading in Michigan and Wisconsin and even Minnesota as of this morning. So where is even Fox and CNN and, and the rest of them, where are they coming up with this double-digit lead for Biden? And once once upon a time ago, four years ago, about this time, I remember that uh, one uh, Mrs. Clinton was up by these numbers. Actually, she was up big time, and there was no way she was going to lose. And, you know, now you hear kind of all the same things about Joe Biden. I just don't see it happening. There's no enthusiasm for the guy. When, you, when you're on television, you look at the... Uh at the, his his alleged rallies, if that's what you want to call them, I don't. It's not even a drive-by. Um, <laughs> you know, um, there's just nobody there. I mean, you've got the same caustic voices on the left on Twitter and Facebook and and, and the other message boards. What the what we used to call message boards anyway. Um, who are very very caustic, but I don't even see signs for the, for these guys. CJ, I, you know, you and I just, you know, met for the first time. Frank invited us here to the bar. And, and by the way, my apologies for wearing workout clothes, but i got to work <laughs> on my girlish figure. So I, I, hope the, I hope the establishment doesn't mind that, you know, somebody, you know, coming in with workout stuff. There, so. there is no dress code here. Good. I think you're going to be just fine. <laughs> but with all due respect to you, CJ, I, I, you know, I, I hope you're okay with that. Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay. 
Frank, what was that question again? It's uh, the signs. I mean, I, I do my stint on uh, on Matt Bruce's show on Salem on Mondays and Fridays, and we had the truckers uh, calling in and telling us they're not seeing even even signs along roadways. It's unless you're in like downtown Chicago. I'm not even. I'm not seeing signs for Biden and Harris. So where is this? Where is this idea that they're up by ten points? You know, that's that's one of the things that I go by. And I I asked even a trucker the other day. Um, he dri- he drives across the country, and I depend more on what the truckers see than what I'm hearing from pollsters. You know, I think that that's more accurate and. The majority of them that I've talked to are saying they're seeing more Trump signs than Biden signs. You know, they said when you get to the more populated areas, um, you end up seeing, you know, the Biden-Harris signs. But um, overwhelmingly, there's more Trump. So, now, we, we had one uh, trucker call into Matt's show that said that when he crossed over from Illinois into Wisconsin, which, you know, those are traditionally blue states. Um, mm-hmm. That he was seeing signs that said Democrats for Trump as soon as he crossed over into Wisconsin. Ooh, <laughs> that's encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially in a state like Wisconsin. I mean, that's the home of Madison, Wisconsin. You know, Madison, Wisconsin is, is glow-in-the-dark cobalt blue. <laughs> the People's Republic of. Now, when getting away from the polls, because I think that's manufactured data. I, I, I just think that it's a, you know, you can make a poll say anything you want to by the questions that you ask and the words that you use. So getting away from that, when we look at the election, everybody wants to talk about Biden versus Trump. Biden is pretty much a non-entity at this point. The guy isn't talking to anybody. He's not taking any questions. He's embattled because of the uh the scandal that involves his family and Hunter Biden, and the evidence is overwhelming now that this guy's just a corrupt son of a bitch. It really is a referendum on Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I, I agree to that for sure. And kind of sidestepped just a little bit here, you know, talking about the, the uh, Biden family syndicate and crime <laughs> family. <laughs> I was watching Tucker last night, and he did one of the classiest things I've ever seen in the media. And he said, look, this is, all this nonsense is about Joe Biden. The son, you know, basically, he, you know, he's, I, I knew him. Uh, you know, I lived close to, to him and his wife and, and all this. And, you know, seemed like a really good guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, just had some demons. And I don't have any demons, heck no. But, <laughs> but he, he, you know, Tucker was saying, yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy and all this. And, and he just got caught up in whatever he got caught up in. And he's now a, a, uh, a beaten down man. And we here on this show are not going to just beat him down any further. You know, mm-hmm. now that does not count for his dad who is the one behind all of this. CJ, you had said something to me off the air about uh, you feeling sorry for Hunter Biden. Yeah, I I really do in a way. I mean, to an extent, okay? That that doesn't mean that what he did is right and that, you know, there, there shouldn't be some repercussions for that. But I feel like he's been used. I mean, he grew up in, obviously, a crime family. 
um, the guy has dependency issues. <laughs> you know, obviously he's not the sharpest tool in the shed either in some respects. But um, I think he's, I feel bad for the relationship that he has with his dad and the family. And, you know, he, he's just caught in a nasty, nasty web. And I, there's not too many ways out of that. Once you realize, you know, at a certain age that you're in it and you've done things, you know, you've been told to do. And, you know, I don't see where you've got too many options to get out and have clean hands by a long shot. So I, I feel bad for him in a way. What kind, in a way. What kind of a... Now, I, I get that a, that a, a high-profile political family that exists at that echelon is, is, is a different animal than everyday life. But when it comes to parenting, it shouldn't be. What kind of a parent does that to a child? Well, you know, whenever I, I hear about the videos and, and some of his, his acts and everything with family... The way he is, he has been raised. You know, it just leads me to believe that that it's just sick. It's just absolutely sick. Everybody in the family was a tool to be used and put away. You know, when they're done, and it's a a lifelong commitment when you're in that family. Well, it's, it's just a, sick. It, it make it makes the uh, the mafia of of Chicago and New York and Detroit look like they have morals. I think their mm-hmm. tool of choice is a sickle. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, a sickle and, the, and a dollar sign, if nothing I've else. I've been waiting to use that for, like, days, and that, just a perfect <laughs> opportunity. So I'm going to thank myself for teeing that one up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so getting back to the Trump versus Trump thing and this referendum on, on Donald Trump, um, this is a, also a weighted referendum. I mean, we're coming into an election where you've had three and three quarters, almost four years of the media thumping on this guy and, and not giving him props for what he's been achieving. And, and we are seeing achievement here, whether the media wants to talk about it or not. You've got a 31% support rate of, uh, amongst black Americans. You've got almost a 50% support rate among Latinos. You know, the, uh, the only demographic that seems to be scratching its head is, is white suburban women. So this referendum on Trump, when you look at the economy, minus COVID, when you look at the, the trade deals that have been retooled to, to America's benefit, I'm not even sure I call him a nationalist. I think I call him somebody who came in and corrected a lot of wrongs. I think he's just a person that came in and, you know, said, I give a you-know-what. And, and this yeah. stuff is just nonsensical, and it just can't keep going on the way it has been. And that's what, that's what hacks off the left and the never-Trumpers so much. Is it, who's this guy think he is coming in and invading our turf? We've set all this stuff up for 60, 70 years now, and all of a sudden this guy comes in and starts turning everything that we've accomplished up on its head, and that's just not going to fly. And, and seriously, look at what this man, Trump, has had to endure these past four and a half years, five years now almost. Yeah, it began when he, was, when he first started running. Yeah, we came down the escalator. And that's why I think all these polls just, they don't reflect reality because who in their right mind on the right 
you know, unless you just really don't care. But who's going to come out and be vocal about, yeah, I support the guy, and then they're going to get come after. That's an awful English, but, you know, people are going <laughs> to, let's rephrase that. People are going to come after them and mm -hmm. make their lives miserable. Who wants to go through that nonsense? And the same thing happens if somebody wants, for the right reasons, wants to run for political office, but on the right, and who wants to drag their family through all that nonsense to, to go through that? Well, I think that's why you don't, you don't get a lot of, for lack of a better word, but I'm going to use it anyway, uh, intelligent, proactive, common sense people running for office. They, they don't want to be put through the labyrinth. Exactly. I can see that. I mean, even, even when you start looking at, at your local elections, it's scary. I mean, suddenly you, you, you get the feeling that, oh, my gosh, I'm the smartest person in the room all of a sudden, and it scares you half to death when, when it hits you. You know, you don't, you're not expecting it. Um, I think it's a lot to ask of anybody, and, you know, especially Donald Trump. He didn't have to do this. He did not have to do this. He had his life. He was squared away. You know, there, he had power. He had money. You know, I think he's gone through a lot of BS for no reason, for absolutely no reason. You know, if you, if you would have told me even five years ago that Donald Trump was going to be president and that in the long run when it came to the health and well-being of the country that he would go down in history as being one of the greatest gatekeepers we had, I would have called you insane. I'd have called me insane. I mean, who, who in their right mind? I'm thinking, okay, Ted Cruz, you know, this, that, and the other. And then I'm thinking, you know what? This guy can probably win. Yeah. And then in the debates and all that, I'm thinking, ooh, wow. I, I think ding, 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 ding. We, we got a winner here. You know, and, mm -hmm. and, and the thing that really should honk a lot of people off if they're paying attention is that the media loved this guy before he decided to run for office. He was on everything. He was on The View. He was, he was on um, Bill Maher's show. He was on every left-leaning program that there was, and they loved him. He was a darling. But as soon as he decided he wanted to be president and he was going to run, he turned into the Antichrist. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I mean, it was just a complete about-face. And, you know, it just goes to show, you know, how involved the media is with picking our president and the information that we get. You know, it's, it's scary. It really, really is. You know, Frank, and you're right. They, they couldn't get enough of the guy. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, his, his schedule was so packed up. And, you know, he didn't have time to be on every show that those people were just groveling to have him on. You know, everybody wanted to know Donald Trump because he's successful and he has this and has that. Not only when he won, and then, heaven forbid, things started happening that he promised would happen. Oh my God, that just flipped everybody and wigged them out. Terrible. We, we you know, th this has got to end. It's got to end right now. And we're going to throw, and, you know, we'll get our best people on it. We'll get uh, yeah. Christopher yeah. Steele, and we'll get <laughs> Brennan and Clapper and all the usual suspects and all that kind of stuff. And, you know. it, yeah, then we'll get, we'll get shift to actually sit there with his bug eyes and, uh, and try to tell you oh. repeatedly that it's the Russians. <laughs> and I, 
tool. To, to exemplify the point about how much they loved him beforehand, they gave him his own reality show. <laughs> yeah. You know, they get, you have to be anointed by the left to get a network show. This guy had a show when it was on season after season until he decided he wanted to stop. You know, so this this knee-jerk turn is because he decided to do something different and, and make a difference, and they didn't like the difference he wanted to make. Now, now you got Rob Reiner in Texas, and I'm <laughs> sure, and I'm sure the Texans just love Rob Reiner out there. Uh, you, you know, saying he's he's a, a horrible man, he's a fascist, he's got to be put down. They don't call him meathead for nothing. They don't call him meathead for nothing. Now, when we when we talk about Trump moving into the third and final subject of our little meeting here at the corner of the bar, um, what do you, and I'm asking this of both of you, and I'll start with Andy. What do you think hangs in the balance of this election? What is this election about? Uh, I'm going to give you the long answer, and that is the future of our country as founded. Yeah, I mean, this is when you listen to what these people want to do. When you when you listen to AOC, and I, I guess now they want uh, um, Bernie Sanders is going to uh, is slated to be the Secretary of Labor. The guy's never had a job in his life; and he's <laughs> going to be the Secretary of Labor. And and uh, Elizabeth Warren, they're talking about uh, being very serious about wanting to be Secretary of the Treasury. You know what? What do these two extremists? They're, they're radicals. There's no other way to define them. What what are they going to do if in fact this if in fact this guy wins? And I don't think he's going to. And these two people become the secretaries of labor and the treasury. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it coming back from that very well. I, I really don't. I, I think when we look at this election. It's it, as much as they want to make it a referendum on Trump. It really is a, a choice between: do we want to continue down the road where we have a government that's restricted by the Constitution, but that defends the rights that we have, or do we want to scrap it all and create this new mismatch of? some parts of the Constitution and marry it with socialism because we're we're going down that we're going down that road it, it's absolutely yeah sorry CJ go ahead oh, I didn't have that much to add to it I mean I, I agree with both of you um, so much you know I've said for years I feel like this is Hunger Games you know we're in District 12 and I see it getting closer and closer to what I'm saying actually being more reality you know, there's a disregard, you know, for our Constitution. And it scares me what they're going to turn it into. It really does concern me. And I believe after this election, regardless of who wins, please let it be Donald Trump. Um, but regardless, this fight is going to have to continue. It is going to have to continue or we're going to be right back here in four more years, you know. I'm going to toss in a little comment here. Uh, I purchased a Trump 2020 face mask, fashionable face mask, <laughs> and <clears throat> because it, I am fashionable, except even in my workout clothes. Is it is is it a huge <laughs> mask? 
Uh, actually, it could be a little larger, and I don't have a big head. It's just, I don't know who makes these things. Anyway. It's not the Chinese. <laughs> Barkeep, stop serving this man, please. So, I've been wearing this mask now for the past week or so, and I've been wearing it out proudly. Uh, probably wouldn't have done so in the summer, but now in the last week I've been wearing it proudly. I mean, into Walmart, into Target, into Trader Joe's, into Whole Foods, into places like that. And I have not had one word mentioned to me in a negative way about the mask I've been wearing. Not once. Wow. Yeah. I, and, and these are areas of the hood where I live where... I could get that easily. There's a lot of, of humanity of all different races and creeds and everything. And not one negative word about the mask. You know, when in the people I talk to on a daily basis, and the people I interact with, and granted, I'm, I'm in the panhandle of Florida, so it kind of glows red like a hot iron coming out of the fire. <laughs> but... Normally, where you would have people be self-critical of the candidate they support, there isn't any. There isn't even any of the of, of the obvious criticisms they could give. Could Donald Trump communicate a little bit better when it comes to how he says things? Yeah, but people are starting to realize that he's an everyman, and and he is. He's been governing like someone who cares about the everyman instead of the elite class that he actually comes from. Yeah, he, he, he certainly, certainly could, if he wanted to, tout his pedigree and all his accomplishments. I mean, he does that, but he's, he's more making, uh, making you know, light of it as opposed to ramming it down people's, you know, less fortunate people's throats. He's like trying to bring those people up, you know, to his level. He goes, you got the opportunity in this country. You know, this kind of goes back to your, your question a bit ago. What's, what's the referendum on the country? What's this mean for the country? And it's about people. It's about what this country represents and, and providing opportunity for every person should they choose to be opportunistic, and I don't mean opportunistic in a selfish way. I mean in a way that can, they can better themselves financially, they can better their families, they can have all these great things that mostly their own party, the Democrats, say, no, it's not possible. You can't have that, but we're going to take care of you. And that's liberalism 101, Marxism, all that junk. You know, and, and something else that he's not getting credit for or that the media is actually trying to suppress is that he wants everyone to have that opportunity and he wants that to come in a way that's colorblind. And you can see that in what he's done for the minority communities as far as opportunity is concerned. You've got the highest rate of, of black and Latino home ownership that's ever been. Unemployment for the two demographics are down. Um, he, he's got opportunity zones that are targeting places that have been poverty-stricken for, for generations that are helping people lift out. And if Antifa isn't burning it down, these people are doing well. You know, So you've got somebody who's walking the walk when it comes to everybody needs to have the opportunity and all men are created equal. 
and the left for some reason just despises it. Yeah, for sure. Now I'm gonna. I, I'm, I want to close with predictions, and and you know I know this isn't scientific, but we do keep up the speed on what people are saying in the news and current events. Uh, CJ, when you look at at the election, how do you think it's going to turn out, and by how much? Oh God, I everything to me just points towards Donald Trump winning. You know, if the election is fair, okay. But there's so much going on with it. You know, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know ultimately how it's going to turn out. Because I don't, I don't think with the, with the way things are going with it, it it's going to take forever for it to actually get an end result to it. So I'm going to hope that it's Donald Trump. I'm going to hope. Andy. To me, a W is a W. But I hope that the Electoral College number is a huge number for Trump because mm-hmm. even if you've got messy ballots and, and all that which I expect is going to happen the larger the win in the electoral college the less likely that Biden winning a popular vote is going to make any difference because they can go find votes and votes and votes but still if it doesn't change the electoral college vote Screw them. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, the, the the professor Northam from I believe Stony Gate or Stony Stony, Stony Brook. Stony Brook says it's going to be a landslide for Trump, I and mean, he's been right 26 out of 28 times. Um, my concern with with the the, the turnout or or, or the, the tabulation of the, of the election is that, and a friend of mine brought this up the other night. If New York goes for Trump, which is possible, and the media decides not to call it, you know, in elections past, if New York went red or or Florida went red early or, or Maryland went red or Pennsylvania or Ohio went red early, it affected voter turnout and, and the vote on election day out west. If these people, and they've got the apparatus in place for it, not to call states to say, well, we've still got three extra days that we get to count in Pennsylvania, that could affect the way people perform going through the time zones. And and when you look at the mail-in ballots and how that can be fudged, and uh, you know, Andy, you and I know this. We're from the Midwest, and and, and the echoes of Chicago vote early and often come come down the Mississippi. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. This guy needs to win this election by more than ten points for that not to be applicable. You can't you can't fudge when you get into the t- to the double digit range. You can fudge when you're in the four to five percentage point win. I would love to see him win not only in an electoral college landslide, and I think he will, but I would like to see some cushion in that popular vote just so there's some navigating that the Marxist progressive left has to do in order to spew propaganda for the next four years, because you know it's never going to stop. Well, if, if we can win both the Electoral College uh, by a large margin and have that cushion, as you say, in the popular vote, then yeah, you betcha. I mean, that's, that's a perfect world for me. CJ, Andy, I want to thank you for coming to the corner of the bar. Your last drink is always on the house. 
And uh, everybody uh, listening, thanks for listening. And remember, go to undergroundusa.com, sign up for the newsletters, like us on Facebook and Twitter, even though we're probably going to be censored. Um, But uh, get out and vote. Your vote matters. The people who normally say my vote doesn't usually matter in states that go go in the dark red, it matters this time because the popular vote, even if it's a propaganda tool, is in play. So make sure you vote. Make sure your vote counts. Uh, Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next time. CJ, good to see you. Frank, as always. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Underground USA. Be sure to check us out online at www.undergroundusa.com and on social media. Please subscribe to our podcast at iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and anywhere podcasts are heard. Underground USA is produced and syndicated by Compass Point Productions. All content is used with permission and pursuant to the dictates of the fair use copyright law. Any and all guests have appeared at their own risk. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.